Okay, page 103. So we are we are knee deep in the uh, sugi of Parnassa work, trying to page 103, trying to change the uh, the brain patterns, the way we think, <clears throat> slowly but surely. No sudden movements. I mean, internally you could have sudden movements, just externally. Not so fast. We're trying to change. Change to, to live lives of bitachon. Trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Everything He does for us, even in the area of Parnassah. Guiding us, hopefully guiding us through our inner characteristic traits, our outer characteristic traits, our emotions, the way we're built physically, mentally, emotionally, to see what does He want from us in this world. What does the Kaddish Baruch Hu want us to do? How does He want us to reveal ourselves? How does He want us to grow? What kind of opportunities is He going to give to us through the 9 to 5? Through the 9 to 5. Or whatever it is nowadays. That's the classic. Was it now like 7 to 7 or something? 24 hours. 24 hours. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry to hear. They voted to make it 42 hours. I turned on the radio. 42 days. hours a day. That's, that's rough. Uh, excuse me. 32. 32. It's going to be 32 now. Because they found out... Hours a day? More. A, week, a, week, a, week, a week. Oh. They're cutting down the... It's like they're changing that day. They, got... they did it in Europe and they found it to be just as productive or more as productive. They have more trust over there in Europe, I guess. Anyway, so... Let's read a page 103 again, 104 a little bit. And then we asked the question at the end of last week that we have to uh, get into. And then we have a nice big note <clears throat> that Kahas puts in here that we have to, uh, att- we have to tend to. Page 103 on the bottom, attitude towards work. So based on a person, whether he found the job with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, he went through the process like the Sharbitachan taught, and slowly but surely asked himself, what does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want from him in this world? Nothing to, again, nothing to do with dollars and cents, but what does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want me to do? How does he want me to grow? And therefore he went into a certain profession. Or if he finds himself in a certain profession that he maybe he did not necessarily go into with this process, but he, but he may have found himself there. So either way, we have to have this attitude towards work. When a person's mind and body are occupied with the means of obtaining his livelihood as well as when he is pursuing those means, he should have in mind, anytime you're going to work, anytime you're preparing for work, anything to do with that, he has to keep in mind that he is doing so in order to fulfill the command of, command of the Creator, mitzvahs, tzrichas, kavana. It's a mitzvah according to the Chavos of Vavos to go to work, to have a pranasa. Because it's not about the money, it's about growing, it's about building this world, it's about building yourself, building your family, being a good person, working in your midos, working in your muna, working on whatever it may be, utilizing your Torah study, Lamaisa. It's a mitzvah. It's the culmination of a lot of mitzvahs. It's the tachlis of a lot of different mitzvahs together. It's where we spend most of our day. It's where a person can grow a tremendous amount. If his mind, right now, he starts to slowly change his mind towards the way that Chavos Vavos is teaching us. That when we go to work, first priority is not about the momentous. That's not the first priority. It never will be. It never should be. It has to be there. And if it's not happening, we need to change that. That's what a Kaddish Baruch wants. 
But that's not the tachlis. The tachlis is this through this means, through this nine to five, I can become a bigger person, a more godly person, a more spiritual and holy person. It's not. What's the taking away from Torah study? If you wouldn't be working, you'd be learning the whole time, all those hours? Not me per se. But so that's okay. So then you're good. No, no, no. <laughs> other guide, people... I'm trying, I'm trying to guide my son, for instance. Other people... So it depends. The whole of taught us. There are some people who are potter from Heshtadlis. We learned. Those people who are working on their Midas and, they've worked, and they're working on learning Torah and Yerush Hashem. So those types of people who are in that, in that world, in that uh, you know, range... Of what, of that type of person, we can go back to the page. If he has bitachon, if he has strong bitachon, so then he doesn't have to put as much effort into ishtadlus. That's what he said. If a person doesn't have bitachon, so he could have the greatest midas in the world. He could be learning a lot of Torah, but he'll he'll still go to work nine to five because he doesn't know that he could pull back. But if you if you trust, you have to you have to work with the the yisodos. You can't just tell a person who doesn't learn chalazos. It's okay, you could, just, you could just go learn all day. That doesn't always work. We've seen that. It doesn't always work. It has to come with bitachem. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense uh, to a degree. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, if the argument is that, well, I, I, I think my time is better spent just, you know, in, in base, learning Gemara and, you know, learning Torah, I I understand at a certain time there has to be a, an effort for Ashtabas for Pranasa. And, and he would probably understand that. But at, at, a, at a young age, how do you influence them? Or so this, this is for, this is a, an after an after this year type of question. Because that's you're asking about a person who's not learning this. I'm, I'm, I can't talk no, to that. No, kind of. no, no really? I think the question was, uh, if this is what you mean. Yeah. Am, am I a failure as a parent if I'm not teaching him this path of Betochen and only Torah study. Because Failure as a parent. That's very harsh. And, okay. and <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying about guiding well, no, the but son. He, but he's also learning the Okay, so we have to, this is a little bit, we'll have to get, we'll have to, this is a, you know, taking this into the, into our family. That's another section that we have to deal with, but like, we could deal with it more afterwards. For us, you know, for me in my life where I am right now, most of us, I, I think this makes, you know, this is very applicable. I, I think it's so. Absolutely applicable. Good, and it should be. It says it's applicable a thousand years ago when it was written as it is today. A thousand years ago this was written. More. 1,200 years ago? No, a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago. What year are we in? Yeah, a thousand years ago. I don't know where we are anymore. <clears throat> okay, so let's, 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 stay, let's stay here. Let's stay on target. So it's a mitzvah. According to the Chavos of Ovis, it's clear. I saw in a certain safer. <clears throat> I really couldn't believe it. A certain safer that I, that I, that I liked. He did not say like that, and I don't know what he's talking about. I'm, I think he's alive. I might have to call because he, he learns differently. But I don't, I don't think you can argue with this. It says, Lamud b'mitzvah sabore. I don't know how you could change these words. It's a mitzvah. Nothing to do with a klala. Nothing to do with a curse of going to work. Nothing in the safer is about that. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> so it's a mitzvah to go. You have to have that kavana. And therefore, it's, a, it's, it's again, not, about, not necessarily the first priority is not about the pranas. It's about how can I... How can I be an Ever Hashem at work? Who also happens to make money, Baruch Hashem. So he says, Vaitur, he says, Adam who instructed man to engage himself in worldly means of obtaining a livelihood, such as the working of the land, plowing it, sowing it. It's not just going to happen. 
We, HaKadosh Baruch put us in this world to do it. Kemosha Kosov Ayikach Hashem, page 104, Kemosha Kosov Ayikach Hashem, Elohim, Esa Adam, Vayan Yicheyu, Began Eden, even in Gan Eden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed him in Gan Eden, La'avda Ulashamra, to work it and to guard it. So HaKadosh Baruch one of the first things HaKadosh Baruch does with Adam Rishon, in Gan Eden, you have to work, you have to work the land, you have to seed it, plow it. Now, it's unfortunate this is, like, I think, a bigger topic, and I, I don't exactly know what to do with the bigger topic, but does anybody know how most people learn this Pasuk? Davening, right? It's just learning davening. Love of the Shamra can't, can't, can't be working. It can't be what it means. It must be because there is a Medjish, Lazar, and he says, Amen, Torah Mitzvah. That's great. That's a, that's, a, that's a drush, and it's also true. But Lamais, it means working the land. Love of the Shamra, like the Chobos of Ovis, is clearly learning. That's the Pashib shot. The bigger picture is when people take drushes and then they make that the Pashib shot and then it becomes a big kilkul. I'm not getting to that right now. But, Chavaz is saying that a Kaddish Baruch put Adam and Rishon in Gan Eden to work. It's a mitzvah. He's in Gan Eden and he's working. <clears throat> Sounds like a steer, right? To be at work and in Gan Eden at the same time. But with Bitachon it's possible. Remember what we said last week in Munabit plus Bitachon? What's the Gematria? Gan Eden. Because what, is, what does it mean, Amun It means you're living with the Bariolam. So whether it's a hard day at work or an easy day at work, it doesn't matter, because either way, you're working with the Kaddish Baruch you're growing. So what does it matter? With that, with that perspective, with that mindset, it's possible to be in Gan Eden. Kimei HaShemayim, Al-Aretz. Oh, so we end, this is the question we ended up with last week. The question we ended up with last week was... So, Chalvus Lavavus is teaching us over here that a Kaddish Baruch Hu puts one of the first things a Kaddish Baruch Hu puts Adam, does for Adam Rishon. In Gan Eden is to work. Work the land. You got to go to work. You need your shtadlis. But then Adam Rishon sins. He eats in the Eitz Adas Tovara. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu tells Adam Rishon, forever, 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 I'm punishing you. What am I punishing you with? Bezeyas apecha tochalachem. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your bread. So, the, what's the punishment? The punishment is to go to work? But he's already working in Gan Eden. This is the steer we ended up with last week. Right? According to the Chobos Lavos. See, a lot of, a lot of the Mepharshim, Mesil Zesharim and many others, learn that work in general is begeder curse, and therefore we try to minimize it as much as possible. We don't get, try not to get lost in it. It comes from the Musr angle. But that's not our angle right now. We're coming from the Chobos of Vavos. Working is a mitzvah. It's Hashem's Ratzon. Before the sin. So what happened after this? What changed? What's the punishment of Bezei Sapecha? Adam Rishon was already doing that. That's the question we left off with. So for those who were with us the last cycle, remember this? We discussed this? Long time ago. We discussed this question. I didn't really even look for my notes because I have no idea or anything is. But I think I remember the basic answer that I gave. And I, I remember afterwards, I asked, I asked Rabbi about it, and he, he was masking to it. So <clears throat> we do have a stamp of approval. Because <clears throat> it might be a chiddush. Okay. So originally in Gan Eden, does anybody know what, the, what, what Chazal tell us what happened over there? Right? It's a, it's a, it was a weird world then. We don't, understand, we don't really know. You know, in the in, in what used to grow from the ground. Okay. 
It used to be that gluskose, loaves, rolls, grew from the ground. It just grew. The trees were, everything was already fully produced. Because God ate it. There was no need for there to be a maturation state. There was, never, there was no need for extra processing. When other Rishon would put seeds in the ground, the tree would come up. The second that he would dive in for rain, and it would rain, loaves of bread would come out from the ground. This is, this is a big, this is a machlokis. What's the bracha we say on bread? Motzi lechem in arutz. Who says motzi lechem in arutz? It's not a motzi lechem. It's motzi tevua. It's motzi dagan. You know you have land, you have bread growing in your backyard. Is there bread growing in Oklahoma? No, it's wheat, and you cut the wheat, and then you grind it, and then you sift it, and you flour it. And the third nine halachas, right? But it used to be in Gan Eden, hamotzi lechem mamish lechem in arutz. So we kept that bracha to remind us of what used to be. It used to be that Adam Rishon loved the Shamra. He did a shtadlis. There had to be human effort, whether it meant planting seeds or davening for the rain. That's also a shtadlis. It's also considered a shtadlis, or he has to effort. He has to do something. But the second the seeds would hit the ground, the second the water would hit the ground, in an instant, there'd be a tree, there'd be fully baked bread. There was no gap between the shtadlis and the totsa, the outcome. There was no moment to make a mistake to think, it's on me. It's all the Rebona Shalom. There's no Shiloh. It's all the Rebona Shalom. Just, just like you, pick a, you take a fork and you stick it into the, into the piece of kogel and you put it in your mouth, so too you take seeds and you drop it into the ground. There was no difference back then. Right? Man had to do Ishtadlis also. Right? If there's no Ishtadlis, what's the tachlis of human being? We're not Malachim. So it was very clear, it was barur, that everything that a person did, all that ishtadlis was really just a heichi timse, just a Kaddish Baruch who can do what he needed to do. Yes, we actually did physical, other reason did physical labor, but it happened in a second. There's no sweating. In that type of ishtadlis, there was no sweating. He was very connected to a Kaddish Baruch and everything happened in an instant. But what happened? He had his own thoughts. Right? He had his own thoughts. He ate something that Hashem said no. Which created a distance between him and a Kaddish Baruch. It was a period. Right? The very fact that he did something that Hashem said no. Which is the Indian of Das. His own thoughts. Versus a Kaddish Baruch's thoughts. And therefore when he sinned he created a separation very simple. And me the connected me does everything in the world is exactly me the connected me. And if you ever thought about your own life in the way of me the connected me to see how things go your way or not go your way, and you can trace it back to something you did even as sl- so slight, it actually makes you laugh sometimes. I don't know if you've ever done this before. Uh, okay, it could be dangerous, but it has to be done with it has to be done with the proper background of a moon and that you don't really always know, but you try. So Midi Kenegid Midi, Kaddish Baruch said, okay, if you separate from me, and man creates reality, that's how Kaddish Baruch created this world, so then I'll make it as if I'm separate from him. Really, it was Adam Rishon who separated from God. Hashem didn't do anything. Hashem just stayed in the same place, and Adam stepped back a few steps. Well, what happens when you make a separation? 
Now you can't just drop seeds and, and loaves come out. Now you have to drop seeds and you have to dive for rain. And then wheat grows. There's now a separation. So then the wheat grows and then I have to cut the wheat. And then if I not just cut the wheat, now I have to take it into my storage, I have to let it dry. And then I have to grind it down, I have to sift it, I have to do and rock it, I have to do all of the processing to make that wheat that grew into bread. There became a very large gap, a separation. Okay. A big separation between the histadlis and the outcome. Now when you create that gap, that separation, a lot of problems are going to sink in. A lot of problems are going to sink in. What are some of the problems? <clears throat> One of the problems is he sees the outcome now as kochi ve'otzimiyadi. Right? I'm putting so much effort in, it only makes sense logically in das that what comes out is because of me. Now with that problem, what comes out? Now he's worried. Now he's stressed out. Now he has anxiety. Is it going to come out the way that I intended it to? The way that I put my kochi ve'otzimiyadi in. What? more separated from and you get even more separate and more separate. And more. We're in a downward spiral. What else can happen? Now, when there's that gap, there's a separation between Heshtadlis and Bitachem. Where it was once in an instant, my Heshtadlis, there was an outcome. So I, Adobar Rishon had 100% Bitachem. What's he not going to trust it? He sees it. But now, as the gap makes, gets further and further, Heshtadlis and Bitachem become two different sugyas. To the point where most of the world doesn't even put them together. Our goal, of course, is trying to put them back together. Now, with that, what happens? Now people, now, now people get scared because they don't see a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Right? They're hishtadlis without the Boreolam, and now panic sets in. Hysteria sets in. There might be like a run for the bank or something. All this crazy stuff could happen. All the, number three, all the achrayis is now on me, says Abraham. It's all on me now. Because look at this, I have to plant it, I have to grow it, and I have to grind it, and I have to knead it, then I have to bake it. There's all this achrises on me. It's a lot of pressure. That's what the gap created. And now once the achrises on me, I have, to, I have to gather, and I have to hoard, and I have to have lots and lots of grain. What happens if it doesn't come out, the rain doesn't come, or it, this, this crop flops? So I have to have bank accounts after bank accounts. I have to, I have to save for a, you know, a, a, a harsh winter or the summer where it doesn't you know, rain or wherever the crops grow. And the fourth thing, what else happens? I can't read my handwriting. Fourth thing is that now that there's so much processing, there's such a big gap, there's so many things to do, now it's always on my mind. So now it's at the forefront of my mind because there's always, there's always more, there's always more, there's always never ending, it's never ending. How could a person truly be simcha when he's always, his mind's always taxed with the next task, the next task. I have to keep it going, I have to keep it going. There's such a pride. It's all in me now, it's my achrayas, it's, it's my stress, it's my thing. Even in Shabbos and Yontif, it's hard to be besimcha because it was in the back of your head. Okay, there's that thing I have to do when I get back to work. It's like somewhere like around over here, you know? This was B'zei Sapech This is bad news. So is it in the midst of to work? Today? 100%. Like it was when Adam Rishon was in Gan Eden. 100% there's no difference. That never changed. 
But from the Heshtadlis to the outcome, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yad, that became very, very distant. That became, now you're going to sweat when you work. And you're not going to see Yad Hashem so clearly. This was the, this was the Chet, the Eitzadas, Tovara. <clears throat> After I asked this question last week, so somebody who was watching sent in an email it's from, from Queens. And he, say, he sent me to a, uh, a say from Rav Kluger, Rav Avram C. Kluger, who, who we know we, we connect to in the Space Magish. And I didn't see, the, I couldn't find the piece inside, but I, but I heard a shear, I heard five minutes of a shear from uh, Rav Avi Zakatinsky, Rashivenu, Rav Yossi's brother. So he was quoting this Rav Kluger, and he said, Rav Kluger writes, and I didn't, again, I didn't see the whole long piece, but what happened, B'zeis HaPecha Tochalechem? Whereas by what the Chobos of Ovis is teaching us, is that when a person gets a job and the point is the job, or he says it like this, he says it like this. Rav Kluger says, and, and I've seen this, Rebbe taught this with Rav Kook already many, many times, that anybody who's involved in, in, in a job in this world, building the world in any way, it's a mitzvah, it's what Kaddish Baruch wants. You could be a construction worker, you could be a sanitation worker, you could be, you could be in the financial world. Anything that's keeping the world going, you're building the world, right, if you're doing good things, right, you're building the world. That's a mitzvah. That's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. And, it ha- and, it, and if a person aligns himself with the type of job that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from him, wow, this is, a, this is a gewaldic thing. And not only that, so this job that you go to 9 to 5 helps you become you. Not only that, Hashem pays you for that. That's a chesed of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that he pays you for that. But it's not the tachas of the job. But when other missions sin, they tzadast over a... And there was a big toast that came. Forever, man is going to make the big mistake that you go to job for money and everything else is secondary. You go to job for money and uh, if it happens to make you a good person, great. If not, who cares? I got to make the dough. But that's a big mistake. That's a toast. That's what we're learning. The Iker is not to make the money. And it happens to be a job. Iker is that the job helps us become who we're supposed to be, help us build the world. It also, it also pays us, which is gvalde. So that's how he explained a little bit of the b'zei sapecha So there's a lot to think about. And our goal is to try to minimize that. Not minimize necessarily the curse, because it's not a curse according to the Chavos of Avos necessarily. The punishment is as your mindset. It's, it's the fact that Mitzias is, there's a long process to get from Arishtadlis to the, to the outcome. But it's not really. It just seems that way. Because every part of the process is with, is with the Kodesh Baruch. It's just we've lost that connection. But it doesn't matter how long the process is. Because even when the wheat grows, it's a Kodesh Baruch. And even when I cut the wheat, it's a Kodesh Baruch. And even when I grind the wheat, it's a Kodesh Baruch. It's just, it's so, it's, it's just more. It just takes more time. It takes more hergal. But there's no reason why we can't do that. But that's what the Chavos is teaching us. That's what Bitochen is. To bring Hakadosh Baruch Hu back into back into work. What do you say? The sponsors of the shir there, helping us with the dough. for Brian Bas Yudas Ariella. This one is Yosef uh, Tzadik. It's coming soon. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Right, 
and that was Paskazumasan by. Uh, right, it went back for a certain amount of time. Go back to that first there's a lot of come from that. That's why they didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. They didn't want to go back to other mission after the Chet. It's a lot of this. But we had to go back. That's what Kodesh Baruch wants. That's, that's what he is. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting and something to think about that I, mean, I think we've all heard this one, but the Nachash, he gave, he gave him the food easily, almost like how it was for man in Gan Eden. He didn't have to work for it anymore. Going, it's going the other way. So they ask to say, what kind of curse is that? It seems like it's a blessing. It seems like you're going back. So they say, well, I'm so angry with you. I don't want to have any Kesha with you. I don't have any connection. Take it free. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody has to cry for it, work for it, as long as you don't lose the connection. I know I hear we're talking about you forget you lose the connection. But on a certain level, it's a good thing that we have to, you know, ask Hashem for it, as opposed to it just being given so easily. Correct. That, that's what we're holding now. That's what we're holding now. If we would just get it without crying. We're, in, we're after Adam Rishon We're after Adam Rishon sent. So we're in the state where we have to put our Ashtadas in. So now our part of our Ashtadas is to cry to a Kaddish Baruch to, to make that connect. That's goof with the, that's the Tachlis of the Parnasa. You know, I would think David is saying that maybe in Ganeidan we lose the connection because... It just comes. <laughs> no, no, no. In Ghana, then it was it, it was that it was it was No, no, no. You didn't say that. You didn't say it was no, no. A, a little bit. It's kind of it's something to think about. No, it's so in Ghana, then question is even a better question when they say why. Is but you understand the difference. Isn't he going back to okay. Ghana times? So in Ghana, there was no, there was no. You didn't have to. It was it was clear as a kaddish broker. The connection was always there. The nachash is the complete opposite. He got everything without any connection at all. So, I, I thought he was going to ask, how is it working out? How does, how does the how does the um, punishment rectify uh, what, what happened? Because if a person if a person wants it, to connect, he's going to have to. It seems like we're going further we're further away from where other Mauritian was, right? If a person makes a mistake, let's say a person uh, cheats on his diet, so now he has to work out three times as much, right? You can't just go back to the regular diet and it's just going to go back. You have to now put more effort in. That's like everything in life, right? You have to double down on the effort. So therefore, we made a big sin and now we have to double down on our effort. Instead of it just being, you know, a one second, but now we have to go... At least, at least the benefit to Adam, is he knew what it was before. So he, the, the, he, he, he could recognize what, he's, what he gave up, what he's, what he's, what he's missing. Nope. We, we, we don't have that. It's, it's, this, is the, this is the secret of Amuna. That Amuna can even be higher than that. But something to work on. Okay. Now let's continue here on page 103. There's a large note here. Let's try to do it before today's up. So on page 103. And this is this note, although not answering the question we're dealing with, it's really going right into what we're talking about. The, some of the toes that people make. So on page 103 on the bottom on the right side. <clears throat> the commandment of the Creator who instructed man to engage himself in worldly means. It's a mitzvah. We have to start thinking about this. It's a mitzvah to go to work. We have to start thinking about this. What does that mean, a mitzvah? What are the nafkaminas? So here we go. There are people who approach the business world with cognitive dissonance from their relationship with God. Going to the business world is, is the opposite. It's the antithesis of, of godliness. It's, it's separate from God, right? This is the curse of They view the means by which they earn a livelihood as the main source of their income, leaving God's blessings in the abstract background. Of course, 
This type of approach is inconsistent with the Torah's view that a person ought to engage in worldly affairs because God instructed him to work. And that ultimately God provides for him, albeit through this particular channel. As the Pasuk says, and God will bless you in all that you do. There are practical manifestations of the above-mentioned perspectives. A person for whom the medium of his business or occupation is the key to his sustenance will always look for ways to develop his business, even if it becomes, even if it, sorry, even if it comes, page 104, even if it comes at the expense of his relationship with God, because he thinks that it is the growth of his business and his ingenuity, and it is a chrayis, and it's all on me, and that will make him more financially successful. However, and that person will say, and there's not, these, we're not talking about a bad person here. This person will say, and this is what God wants me to do. And for that person, could be. That's what a Kaddish wants him to do, depending on where he's holding. However, a person who acknowledges that finances come from God will never choose a job or engage in business practices that may threaten the quality of his relationship with God because it is God who sustains him. It would be Mamash Astira. For example, a person who owns a store will have busier times and slower times. If he feels that his business is what sustains him, he will think, about, he will think that praying longer gives him less time in his store to earn money. However, a person who... Tr- and there's a million other examples. That's just one example. However, a person who trusts that God sustains him realizes that he might as well pray because the time of prayer will only fill his downtime when there are no customers in any case and that God will send all the customers in a flurry when his business is open. Not, we're not relying on miracles. He's not going for five minutes a day. He's... However, okay, now there's many more examples to that, right? Depends on the perspective. This is, this is for people to start thinking about. Now it goes a little bit deeper. He says, however... Even within the appropriate Torah-based perspective, where the person entrusts God with his livelihood and engages in business because it is God's wish and Rutzen, right, that he works to create a vessel, there are two levels. Number one, although he recognizes that his livelihood comes from God and not merely from his business or job, he also places value in the material vessel through which the sustenance is delivered. So we're in the proper perspective, but he sees that there is, again, value in the material vessel through which the sustenance is delivered. He reasons, since God wants me to make a vessel, there must be some value in the vessel I engage in. This is, this is okay, but then there's a higher level, and we have to know we're holding and not to jump. That's, number one is a good, good madriga to, to, to work towards. Number two, he realizes that the material vessel has no purpose other than the fact that God wants it. Even while engaging in this particular channel, he is not attached to it whatsoever. Rather, he is doing it exclusively because it's God's will. It's a higher, it's a higher madriga and we shouldn't trick ourselves. Number one is very, very good. It's a mindset. The difference between the two perspectives also manifests it in a practical application. <coughs> the former... Right? The one who has the proper Torah perspective, but he places value in the material vessel because this is what a Kaddish Baruch wants. It must be that this, this Gashmias is important. The former can still occasionally feel conflict and is wrestle. Is the vessel the Gashmias? Or you're creating a vessel for yourself to receive the Gashmias? I, I thought the vessel was you're making yourself a keli to get the shefa. The, 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 the job, the job, the job. The job, the material, yeah. 
I think. The former can still occasionally feel conf- conflicted and wrestle with the challenge. Should I give more charity or invest the money in my business? Or is my prayer taking away from my downtime alone? Or is it also taking away from my customers? Right? You still have, right? Once the Gashmis has a value, so it still plays a role in your, in your thinking. Whereas the person who sees his business as nothing other than what God wants will never have a dilemma. He knows that God comes before any material decision because he knows that the material vessel plays no role in his livelihood. This person knows that the vessel is immaterial to God granting him sustenance. Again, I think it's a very high madrega. He won't have these questions? What? He won't have these questions? No. Charity in my business? No, of course it gives charity. We're not there. We're, we're years from that way of thinking. It's, it's something that you have to work on level one first to be, even be, have a havamina for level two. So you can't just jump to two. You can't. We're reading it, but we, so we to, it's kedai to know the madregas of a person, but let's deal, with, let's, let's deal with what's possible right now, right now. This knowledge also generates different levels of trust in God. The person who sees his business and job as the entity through which his sustenance will come to him obviously also places his trust in God. Right, this is where it gets like, very tricky. A person trusts in the job and also trusts in God becomes like a shtickle partnership, which is very dangerous. We said already, to have true bitachon, you can't really have a partnership. However, since he places some value in his business, it is not a full reliance and trust in God. The person, however, who sees it all as God, and that even the vessel has no value, and that even has a trust that is absolute. This is from the Babacharabi. It's could I just to think, to read. You can't ask questions right now. It's too, it's too, it's too much right now. I read this nice thing from oh, the Rosh Hashiva Tomo yesterday. It's not a question, it's a comment. I don't know if I could say it as well as he said it and as succinctly, but it's pretty, seri- it's pretty simple in a certain way. If you start to rely on man, then you're going to rely on man. If you start to rely on God, then you'll rely on God. But if that's not how you are. If you don't rely on God, then he's not going to all of a sudden just hand it to you. He's going to make... He's just going to... It's the Hakdama. It's, it's, no, I'm just saying... It's just very... It's a simple... Very simple. Uh, reverse engineering. That the ch- what, are the chavos, what was the line of the Chavos Lovah said? What was the line, right? what was the line he said in the Psicha? Very simple. He said, what did the Chavos Lovah say in the Psicha? You have a choice. Either you rely on God, or if you don't, you rely on other people. It's very simple. Or you, you pick one. Or you rely on yourself. Or you rely on yourself. That's other people. It's your choice. It's either you rely on the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and if not, you're definitely relying on yourself, your strength, your good looks, your money, somebody else's good looks, his money, his... Then that's very clear. <laughs> okay, let's, for, let's two minutes, let's read... Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's such a high madriga that we can't just... That's why I'm saying, yeah. No, I'm saying... It's, Which one, number two here? No, what he said is so high, no, you can't no, get no, there yet. No, both of them. I think, I think the lesson we learned is that you have to be Kaddish Baruch Hu into your... Into your job, and there's never a separation between the two. So giving tzedakah is why wouldn't you give tzedakah? I mean, so Shem who's given you, the, you know, the parnasa to begin with. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Okay, it's 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 a little bit deeper than that, and um, it's it's good to read this over, think about it. You have to you have to think about it. You have to know these are very subtle levels. These are very subtle levels, and. Uh, but again, to, that's the that's the point. To bring Kaddish Baruch in, that we're, we're that's the, that's the main thing. But the, the, it gets very subtle. And if a person, okay, let's just read. Let's just read two paragraphs, just because we should read something further. I guess we don't have to. But 
Similarly, God instructed a person to use the living creatures for his benefit and food, to build cities and to prepare food for him. Kaddish Baruch wants us to use the animals of this world to, to help us, what we need to do. He instructed us to utilize women by marrying them and cohabiting with them for the purpose of bearing children. That we help build the world. A person will be rewarded for these actions when his intentions in doing them is for the sake of God. This is the Sefer called Chovas Levavos. The Iker of the Sefer is what you're thinking about, not what you are doing. Chovas Levavos is all about what you're thinking about. He will be rewarded regardless of whether or not he achieves that which he had desired. We're human beings. We have certain desires. But if we do it for the right reasons, whether we make the money or we don't make the money, if you did it because this is Lashem Shemaim, so then you get the mitzvah of going to work, like the Chobos Baba says. As it is written, as it is written in Tehillim, if you eat the toil of your hands, you are praiseworthy and is good for you. Right? person works, but he's connected. This is Dovin talking, speaking. This is him davening. He didn't do anything without a Kodesh Baruch So if you actually get to enjoy what you worked on, so that you have, you have all the benefits. Kaddish Baruch Hu was at the forefront of his mind. He got the mitzvah. He also got what he was working for, so he had his cake and he ate it too. With bitachin, you could have your cake and eat it too. It's, it's possible. Tell your mother. If you eat the toil of your hands, you are praiseworthy and it is good for you. And as the rabbis of blessed memory said, says in Perki Avos, all your deeds should be for the sake of heaven. All your deeds. Going to work. Do whatever you do, whatever shtadlis you're doing, remember, in your head, it says the, this is his teaching. It's a sugya. It's a real halachic sugya. Sugya. Everybody just thinks it's in tefillin and talis. The chavos of others just opened up an entire world. Every single thing that you're doing at work, any act of ishtadlus, going to the grocery store, putting the beans in the chalant, all ishtadlus, picking up your fork to pick up the chalant, ishtadlus, we learn this. All of this can be done for the sake of heaven, for the Shem Shemaim. And then your entire day becomes a Shem Shemaim dik. And slowly but surely, if a person starts to do this, not just read it once a week, but he starts to actually do this slowly, anybody learns the swarm of Bilvavi, this is what he teaches, anybody learns some other swarm of Lamaisa, if you do this slowly but surely, it does take effect, and it does purify the person's neshama, and then the person lives mamish, mamish, with the Kaddish Baruch and B'Semcha. All right, we should be so